everyone, and welcome to Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. I am your host, Sarah Heron, and I am so excited because I have two people who know a thing or two about podcasts, about being on The Bachelor. They are watching this season. I know they have thoughts because their podcast is already making headlines with clips of things they are saying about this season. Ivan and Damar, the hosts of The Vibe, they met on season 16 of The Bachelorette. Hello, you guys. Hello, Sarah. How we doing? How we doing? I'm great. Um, Again, it's only been a few weeks since The Vibe has been vibing and we're making headlines a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, we've we've been a podcast for... I guess you could say what I've in six weeks now, because that makes sense about six weeks now. And after six weeks, we've got a lot of ton of love, got a lot of feedback, a lot of positive and constructive criticism and uh, just a lot of overall like people just trying to push us in the right direction and where we feel like we're being well received yeah that's kind of what we want to come out to yeah and like um i think that's what you're naturally going to get you know we're a new podcast we're learning how to podcast and the one thing about our podcast is that we try to be as authentic as possible it's just me and damar we try to act like we're just in the room together and then everybody just gets to see the conversation where you definitely bring a unique perspective Mm -hmm. um I've experienced quite a bit of range of things on the show, being on The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise, uh, good edits, bad edits, all that stuff. DeMar's been on the show. Um, Mm -hmm. And we're probably the only, you know, two black guys doing a podcast about dating life and uh, The Bachelor and potentially other reality shows, too. So definitely unique perspective. And so that's going to get, you know, uh, different perspectives that people may not have usually seen, honestly. So, uh, yeah, so we're excited about it though. And it's been fun and, and, and learning process so far. That's such mm-hmm. a good point. Did you guys hit it off right away on, um, Claire slash Tasha season of the bachelorette? <laughs> uh, that sounds funny, but yeah, <laughs> did we hit it off? Uh, actually, yeah, I'll just go to say we did because we were roommates since the beginning yeah. of Claire and okay. Tasha season. So when you get to be roommates, um, that's like the only time you're not mic'd up. So like whenever we go to sleep, we take the mics off and we have like a one hour debrief of each other. Like what just happened for the oh, day? So, I yeah. think you need that in, in that kind of environment. You need like a confidant, somebody you can just talk to. Like, yes, the show offers you an onsite therapist, but sometimes you don't, you don't want to talk to them. You want to talk to the person that just went through what you just went through next to you. And you can be like, man, this is how my day went. How about your day? I just need that debriefing moment. So we were able to have that. And we were on the show, I think the longest out of any kind of roommate situation. So, so it would happen for an extended amount of time. So that was nice. And it's quite frankly, the friendships that last from this franchise more so than Mm -hmm. the love stories. And a lot of times we see that a lot with the girls, but there's been some bromances and there you guys are. You're, you're right up there. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, we, we seems like I go to Phoenix or he comes down to Dallas almost every month at at this point. But yeah, (laughs) Damar and I are close friends. We got a few other really close friends. And then even just in general across our season, I think we were a pretty uh, cool knit group. And it's like any Mm -hmm. of us could reach out to anybody if they're in town and just hang out too. So it's nice. Yeah. Do you think you would have rather be on a cruise ship than La Quinta Inn, or do you think <laughs> that La Quinta Inn was was the better option? So, there? I'm gonna say, looking back on it, I'm gonna be honest. I'm jealous of a cruise ship because my mom loves a cruise ship. I love going on cruises, and I was like, oh, that was just my speed. If we could go on a cruise ship, it was during COVID too. Like that would actually would have made somewhat sense as well. We didn't have to stay in one area. However, I do understand why they did what they did. I just don't like the heat as much as I'm living in, you know, Scottsdale, Arizona right now, but I don't like the heat as much as Palm Springs, you know, was trying to give me. So 
Yeah. I would, yeah, I would, I would choose cruise ship. Yeah. 100% the cruise ship because the cruise ship takes you places. That's the yeah. biggest thing I missed out on. Uh, it sucked. I didn't, we literally stayed in Palm Springs the whole time. So, I mean, uh, being that I made it, it to like the end there, I would have been able to go to all the different places around the world. So that's just a missed opportunity, but definitely still grateful for everything. Well, Ivan, how about this? Would you have picked a cruise ship knowing you couldn't get off the boat? Cause it's still COVID, like peak COVID season, so we can see Amsterdam. We just couldn't Ooh, get off the boat to get in and actually enjoy Amsterdam. See, I don't know about that because think about <laughs> spending, you know, two months on a boat. Uh-huh. At that point, you kind of get tired of being on the boat. You know, I, the cruise could be I too get long. It. I got tired of being on Pretty big it boat. Is, it is a big boat. So, yeah. no, I'm definitely jealous of them. That's For a sure. cool setup they've got. Well, how have you guys been enjoying watching the season? Not only because it's the double bachelorettes, but you're covering it in a way that you, you know, you're probably analyzing, spending more time talking about this show than you ever have because of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you enjoying covering it that way? Are you enjoying watching it? What do you think of the double, double lead format? Definitely enjoying uh, watching the season. It's I love that there's a new element that they brought to it this year. Um, I know a lot of people complain about, you know, the comparisons and stuff. That's naturally going to happen. It is what it is. Um, at the end of the day, all that matters is that they find love. Um, yeah, we, I mean, for myself, I was watching the past seasons like here and there, not as much um, because I was on Bachelor 2020 and Paradise 2021, same with DeMar. So I took a little bit of a setback, but definitely was like paying attention here and there. But this is the first time I've been like invested every single Monday since like my seasons, I guess. So uh, super excited to be back in the mix and uh, recapping things. I'm super excited uh, also for Paradise because we were on the last season of Paradise. So that'll be some fun commentary on that just to see how those things unfold as well. Yeah. yeah. And I like the viewership that I'm able to have now, just able to like watch it and not feel nervous of what's going to be shown of me. You know, like, <laughs> I'm like watching it and being able to be like, oh, okay, yeah, I like this. I'm I'm not, I'm not trying to think so much about, about behind the scenes and, and what was going on. I can just actually take it for what it is for what's being shown and just talk about it from that point. Like, like maybe your perspective, Sarah is now the same as mine. Cause I could just see it for what it is and just talk about that instead of saying like, okay, I remember this time Like we can actually just enjoy it and not put so much pressure on ourselves to want to think anything further than what's on the on TV screen, you know? Yeah. So yes. I mean, important to remember you guys are people too, but it's also, 100%. it is nice to just watch it and like, take it for what it is and not, mm-hmm you know, go, you know, you and comment on it in a way that's just normal without going too far one way or the other. Um, I've been enjoying watching the season because I like the added element too, that it's a little different. I think it's pacing well because the mm-hmm. dates are shorter and I know, mm. um, you know, some people feel like they don't know the contestants quite as mm-hmm. much, but I feel like, do we ever really get to know you guys anyway? Like I'd rather see the highlights. <laughs> highlights and the lowlights. Um, I think with this format, it is a little bit tougher to get to know all of the guys that you need to get to know of because you're trying to find out a background story for Rachel, a background story for Gabby, and then their guys, all right, who do I even pick to learn more about? So I can feel for the guys and not feel like they're being you know, seen and heard and their stories not being told as much as they would like it to. Yeah. And as far as getting to know the guys, I've, I've always felt like once you hit hometowns and further, that's like when you really get mm-hmm. to know these people, uh, you meet their families, get to really hear some stories about them. Um, and those are like the people who like, I feel like the lead are more so taking more seriously as far as being engaged to anyways. Cause of course that's why they're the top three or four uh, people left. So, um, so I'm, I'm sure where there's a lot for us still to learn about these guys. It always feels mm-hmm. like it. Cause we're like meeting the family so quick and we don't know these guys, but Hey, uh, we got a lot to learn about them and I'm excited about that. 
Mm-hmm. It will be seven hometowns though. So it's going to be hard to keep track of whose parents Tons. are who and all of that. That's but, true. Um, there's got, yeah, there's a that's lot gotta, of people to meet. Yeah. It's gotta be a record, right? I mean, so th- this, is, this is exactly yeah. what me and I were talking about last night on a recap. I was like, that's why they probably cast so many people from the same area. They can just oh. drive down the street to Avon's house, have a good time, Southern California, <laughs> keep driving down the five or eight, whatever freeway, meet so-and-so, you know, you can, that's smart. I didn't think about that. It that way, everybody really think about it now. Well, <laughs> Well, we're jumping ahead and I want to go a little bit sure. in order, but with like Logan and this whole COVID thing, in theory, since they got so many hometowns to get through, they could have given the guy the time to isolate if they really cared so much or if Gabby wanted him there because we got a lot of traveling to do. We're in Amsterdam. We got to go to three other people's houses before it would have yes. been his turn. Yes. Yes. Sarah, um, so are, are you taking that for what it is or do you have a Logan conspiracy theory? Because I have no clue what's going on there. I really, I really can't think of what, what is going on given like the previews and stuff we saw Right. Just the abrupt leaving of Logan. Yeah. I mean, listen, to lie about someone having COVID would be kind of a wild move. I mean, the show has told a lot of wild stuff. Yeah. I haven't heard any medical records being released the other way. Um, <laughs> but what I do think it's more, I bet that that teaser with Jesse Palmer yeah. from last mm-hmm. week when he was saying, you got to pack your bags, Gabby's upset or whatever. Maybe that was related to the switch from last week. And then they used it to try to get us like sucked in again and that was really more a conversation about whether he liked gabby or rachel Mm. because it it doesn't make any sense and they do this to themselves every season where they put stuff in the promo like i remember with yeah with michelle and nate on her season there was this promo where someone was like accusing nate of being an actor and they Mm. aired it so many times and i asked michelle and nate about it after and they kind of just looked at me and they weren't allowed to answer the question it was so awkward and we'll find out (laughs) years from now when someone writes a book what happened there? And I feel like this could be a similar situation. <laughs> oh, yeah. I find it's like a story within the story. No matter what's going on, it's something yeah. else always going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that we get to hear a little bit more about that during the mental because it was such a weird, abrupt ending. Like, show the show Logan giving a letter, a goodbye video, something like it, it just who knows? Maybe they ran out of time in the editing room. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, see, Did you I'm, read I'm his statement? Confused. No, I didn't. Read, um, I saw he had one, but I did not read it. No, it was it was a super long one, and yeah, uh, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get to fully read it. Read it at all. I just saw it posted, but uh, yeah, the I, summary was just like, "Thank you, Gabby and Rachel. Sorry, I you know couldn't decide." And um, the show yeah. was like kind of difficult on my mental health, and I want to be a safe space. Didn't acknowledge the COVID at all. Um, mm-hmm. and kind of was more like about like mental health. Um, So I don't know if he thought maybe that didn't need an explanation and he kind of wanted to more just talk about his journey, but I think it caused people to be more confused. Yes. Cause I was genuinely confused. Cause I didn't know if Logan was just like, okay, I'm not on the episode this week, but I'll be on next week. Cause you know, COVID however, they had the same amount of roses at the very end for the, for the rose ceremony. And I was like, okay, wait, so is, is one of these already given to Logan for getting COVID or is he on his way home now? I was so confused. I think that he's out. Makes more sense, I guess. I don't know. They did a really, really confusing job on that last one. <laughs> yeah, they really did. And I mean, oh, I don't man. know. I hope we do hear from him on at the mental all and maybe, I don't know, just some closure there for Gabby, for us, because we just went through this whole big thing with him switching sides. And then it was like, well, <laughs> COVID took him out anyway. Yeah, it just felt like it was all for nothing almost, right? But yeah, yeah it is what it is. <laughs> um, well, Gabby also had a one-on-one date with Nate. And Nate has been quite an interesting person to watch the journey mm-hmm. unfold for a lot of reasons. Talking about what we see on screen, he's been very beloved and people were rooting for him. And then, mm-hmm. you know, tales oldest time, there's 
exes claiming things. We don't know if that's true. He hasn't gotten to tell his side of the story yet. But what do you guys think from watching the show of Nate and that big breakup with Gabby? Because it felt very real and very emotional. Yeah. And I think people were definitely invested in those two. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, yeah, Nate was definitely like a fan favorite of mine for sure. Cause he's an engineer like myself. He's from Chicago. I was born out there. Um, so definitely. And he, to me has had, has had the best edit by far on Gabby's side. It hasn't even been close as edit wise. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was interesting. Cause it seemed like there was never a date planned really. You know, it was just a walk around and then Gabby was going to kind of let him go. But I, the thing I, I really liked about what uh, Gabby did, I think Gabby and Nate both handled it beautifully. And I really like how Gabby, it seems like she walked into being the bachelorette with an open mind to dating everybody. I don't think she had, you know, somebody having a kid as a deal breaker at the beginning of this. I think yeah. she arrived to that conclusion later on um, as the journey went on. And as like she said, she got more logical about how things would work out and stuff logistically and where they were in life. So I really appreciate that. Like you could see that. I feel like I felt that progression in her. Um, and then she knew it was the right time and didn't want to get a, the kid involved. Cause that just makes things more complicated and confusing for the child. So, um, and then Nate handled it very gracefully. I'm sure as a, as a dad that he probably, um, knows that that's a possibility when it comes to dating and whatnot. So, um, uh, commend them both, uh, tremendously for the way they handled it. Yeah. Damar, what did you think of, uh, the Nate and Gabby breakup? I was sad for both of them. I was very sad for both of them because I feel like the ending was more so abrupt, but it was genuine. It was yeah. more like, it felt like Gabby was really sleeping and thinking about this for a while. Um, I kind of wish I got to see her like, you know, they got to experience another full one-on-one -on -one together. And then the decision came at the end of their date kind of thing. But I'm Make it harder. Why don't you? <laughs> I mean, but, th th but then again, this just showed me that Gabby already kind of had her mind made up to an extent and she's needed to talk to him in person about it. And they, it might not have been like a date attached to this, this date card. It might've been them just wanting to, to talk and have like this last moment together because they ended on great terms from what I can see. They both kissed and walked their way out. Like it wasn't like they both like separated and walked away angrily. Um, so I have nothing but uh, empathy and sympathy for, for both Gabby's side and both Nate's side when it comes down to how their split happened. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's interesting that she did use the one-on-one -on -one date to do it. I definitely mm -hmm. think this obviously needed to be a conversation and you could tell, I mean, those yeah. tears were real. The emotions were real. I think I agree with you that she didn't know that this was a deal breaker, but she's clearly been so open about her mom. And mm -hmm. if she decides to be a parent one day, there's clearly some more work that maybe she would want to go through with all that, which power to her for being so open about that on TV. Yeah. Um, but um, interesting that she used a date to do it and not just kind of like, let me go visit Nate's room. Um, maybe she didn't maybe, know, maybe yeah. she didn't know. Maybe, maybe she, she started to go through yeah. it and like panicked and was like, Oh God, like we're going to have such a good time. And then I'm going to rip the rug right out from under him. I guess mm -hmm. I got to do it now on this bench. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We'd love to know the thought process behind that, but I, you know, I, I, I'm overall okay with it. I like, I like how she did it. Cause it, it, what it told me is that she really was struggling with it and she took, you know, something as important as a one-on-one -on -one to, you know, communicate those feelings with Nate. Um, and maybe she did just want a one last gut, you know, check feeling whenever she saw him in person, just to be like, which way is this going to go? And then, you know, ended up breaking mm -hmm. things off. So yeah. who knows? We'd love to hear Gabby's side on that, um, you know, after the season and whatnot. Do you think Nate yeah. still's got a shot for, for the bachelor gig after, you know, the, 
I'm sure you saw the, I don't, again, it's not necessarily worth getting into. We don't know the truth about these messages. Um, In case you guys didn't know, there are these two girls who claim that Nate was two-timing them, basically dating at the same time and lied about whether he had a daughter or something. Mm -hmm. Um, He has said there's two sides to every story and that he, you know, I'm sure he'll get his chance to talk about it, the mental all, because, you know, he can't just say what he wants necessarily because he's under a contract. But um, I feel like they were kind of laying on a bachelorette pretty thick. And it's been a minute since we had a single parent in the mm-hmm. role. It was pretty successful those seasons with your Emily Maynard and your Jason Mesnick back in the day. What do you guys think? Do you think he's got a shot? Do you think he would be a good bachelor? What are your what's your take on yeah. Nate post Gabby? I say when it comes down to it, it depends on, say, if he's at mental law and like how he talks and addresses some of these issues that's coming up. Um, depends on how he sheds light on certain things and how he wants to, you know, basically discuss it and be open and honest and genuine and authentic about what's going on. And if he can, you know, not saying convince the public, but just educate the public on his side of the story and making sure everything's like, you know, linking up right. Um, there's still a, a, a chance. It's still a good chance. You never know. Like the producers might be like, you know what? We still like to have you come back. Um, or they might be like, you know what? This is still too much baggage for us to carry on this next journey with us. It really depends on how they view it. But I think there's a chance as long as he's able to be open and communicate to everybody, his fans, the show's fans, everybody, so they can kind of get behind him on possibly being the next lead. Yep. And I mean, like, Okay. A lot of people, yeah, nobody's perfect in their dating history and stuff. And I have no clue. I've never talked spoke to, uh, with Nate at all. Um, so I just want to hear his side for sure. Because sometimes, you know, there are people who, you know, let's make a viral TikTok because the guys mm-hmm. on The Bachelor Bachelorette, you see it every season now. Somebody's trying to call somebody out for something. So these guys, you know, they're on the show and they can't, you know, talk back. So um, would love to just hear his side. Um, and then if he did have some wrongdoings, I'm sure he'll apologize and all that stuff. Uh, would love to see him as The Bachelor. I, I will say it's honestly been tough for me to figure out who could be The Bachelor out of this season. Um, what I would like to see the most um, honestly, just to, since we just had a double uh, bachelorette season, I want to see a double bachelor season. And then we get back to the regular programming. We're here now. Let's just do it. Double bachelor season. Um, maybe two guys who are close friends from this season or, or Michelle season or Katie season or something. And uh, let's see how that works out too. <laughs> that would be a great view. Yes. I think it, they got it. I feel like they got to be considering it. People are going to be asking why if they don't. But do you think that two men as two guys who've been on the show, do you think they would be able to, you know, if you guys were single and they asked you to do it, do you guys think you would, you know, your friendship would survive or thrive the way Gabby <laughs> Rachel seemingly is like, they really do seem to think about each other before anyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Definitely. Hypothetically speaking, for example, if yeah, Damar and I were single and the two bachelors, um, yeah, I don't know how Demar would not, take it. But in theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how Demar would take all that rejection because he <laughs> too much. Hey, hey. <laughs> no, I'm, um, I'm very secure around Matt. If you want to reject me, uh, that you're doing my work for me. I'll be no. okay. I'll yeah, be no, okay. Yeah, all jokes aside, like whenever people are too close friends, I know Damar and I, like we would help each other through it, which I think Rachel and Gabby are doing a great job of it too. And we'd both be, I would be genuinely happy if he's finding, you know, somebody who's, um, he's falling in love with. And even if there were more people that wanted to, you know, go with after him, like I'd be fine with that too. Cause I'm happy for my friend, um, at the end of the day. So, um, just focus on the few people that I, I would have and, and, and go from there. I, th- I think it would be a very interesting dynamic and, and something that they should definitely do. Like now, since we're already here, I, I really want to see that now. Yeah. Ooh. And Ivan, is there anybody that stands out in your mind who you'd be like, Oh, that'd be kind of a cool friendship to see on screen. 
in the lead, you know, shoes? That That's a great question. And I really want to see how paradise unfolds. Um, I want to see who's single out of that. Um, who hangs out a lot? Who I hang- feel like a lot of people, I, who knows? Cause I think they might, I know Andrew was in paradise, but a lot of people say Andrew mm-hmm. and Greg. Oh, yep. I, yeah. I don't know if Greg still got a girlfriend. Andrew Greg yeah. would be great. I, I, I've met Andrew. Mm-hmm. He's a cool guy. And they're both, you know, really popular cool, in the yeah. franchise. That'd be, uh, yeah, Greg's got a ton of fans too. So yeah, yeah. they both, yeah, that'd be, that'd be a, a cool season to watch. I think so. Uh, yeah. Be something. Well, before For we move sure. on to Rachel, what, who do you guys, Gabby's down to her final three. There was that weird sex date with safe words and, <laughs> you know, I'm sure Spicy. you guys know what it's like to be on a group date. Uh, I don't oh, know yeah. how you would feel about being on that one, but I did see a tweet that was funny. That was like, this show went from <clears throat> pretending people didn't sleep together in the fantasy suites to what we just watched <laughs> with this dominatrix hosting a date. So love the growth, but, um, you know, kind of a weird one. Definitely. But you know, for, for me, a lot of people get on those uh, dates where it's just off the wall crazy, but when you're actually in the environment, I find it to be very fun and like it gets everybody to let their guard down. Um, now I get it. Some people might get uncomfortable in that situation, but uh, you know, the lead really gets like Gabby leans into that kind of stuff. She likes to play around and have fun. So it gets, she gets to see these guys out of their comfort zone, uh, which is always, I think a valuable thing to see people out of their, you know, normal day to day life and tendencies. Hey, yeah, seeing for sure. Seeing the growth of this franchise is is refreshing and it's nice to see because the show started with back in 2000 to like early 2002, I think it doesn't too like early 2000s. And now we're at 2022. There's a lot of years and growth and education experience and just life changes so much since then. Like the show came out when I was in what, second grade, third grade. I'm like, I don't know much about that. <laughs> so, so the fact that we're, we're so grown and we're all like roughly around 30 now, it's different. So I'm glad to see that that's part of it. It's funny to see it because some of the guys are just blatantly awkward and blatantly uncomfortable. And I probably be the same way. Like you got to just go to a mindset that you're like, I just got to just commit and do it because I might have fun, but I'm going to be teased and embarrassed when I get home. There's no way my friends and family won't make light of the situation. So you kind of got just grip and bear it. Exactly. Yeah. And then one, yeah, one funny thing I'm thinking of now is like back on my season uh, with Taisha, we had a fantasy suite date where we had to get in an ice bath and like set a world record. And this is a fantasy suite state. So it's like very far along in the process, but it's, a, and everybody made fun of it. It was a joke, all that kind of stuff. But in the moment I was kind of like relating this to life and how we could conquer everything and really like just, just eating it up. So um, even those like quirky or corny little dates and stuff can still have like some sort of meaning and be fun for, you know, the lead and the contestants were you the one who got screwed with the fantasy sweet date being in like a trailer yes i had a trailer my head is touching the ceiling i'm pretty tall so it's just like yeah i always oh, joke around no. the uh their budget for me was the cheapest ever in history it was uh... well zach did have like a fake um cab oh, cut out i think you all got a little bit i was yeah i was oh, I, yeah i didn't think home. about that part yeah. Yeah, you're right you're right uh, my hometown <laughs> i was in the kitchen cooking and then i was in a trailer i had an ice bath like it wasn't much money spent but it is what yeah. i was enjoyed it, it. it made the most of it's it. about what the on the inside that counts i it's not about the external stuff, yes. about the inside. Yes. Um, well, we saw Logan inexplicably leave um, and Jesse Palmer not even tell the guys that he had COVID, just called it a situation. <laughs> Another weird one. I'm like, is this a HIPAA thing? Are we not allowed to talk about it? Um, but then we get down to Gabby's final three, Eric, Jason, Johnny. Johnny mm-hmm. it seems like a great guy, but can't believe he snuck in there. Personally, didn't see that one coming. Eric and Jason, I feel like been up there pretty much the whole time. Do you guys have someone you think Gabby's going to go for? Go ahead, Demar. 
Mm, okay. I'm going to say, because I was, I was really pulling for Nate and I was hoping that Nate's going to get that. So now I'm thinking like outside of that box. Mm-hmm. I always say, thinking about Rachel for a second, Tino, who's always been one of my guys I was always rooting for. Mm-hmm. I have Tino still still finishing uh, what he came there to do, and that was to find love and, you know, to get engaged to Rachel. So I feel like that will still happen. Now, on, on Gabby's side, it's a little tougher. I don't really know who I choose right now. I'm going to say... A part of me wants to say Justin, but a part of me wants to say Eric. So I'm not too sure. I'm I'm gonna just right, go for, with Eric. I'll I'll make it easy. Just go with Eric. Okay. Yeah. For me, it's Eric. It's always okay. been Eric. Really? Because, yeah. No. Yeah. Even even over Nate, honestly, for me, because um the way Gabby was acting towards Eric in their first one on one, um just kind of like her um her actions and emotions. It seemed like their conversation wasn't the best because a lot of people got on Eric for like not opening up and relating back mm-hmm. to Gabby, but just the way she was acting towards him. Um, I felt like she liked him the most. Um, and I still feel that way. I feel like she likes falling in love with him the most out of anybody. Um, and Eric's got, you know, a good like swag and stuff to him, I think. So, um, yeah, I definitely think it's Eric on, on uh, Gabby's side. And, but I will say Jason is my favorite probably off the whole season. Um, really? A, yeah. Yeah. He's my favorite. Just cause I, I feel like I could relate to him the most. I was a pretty quiet guy. And then I, yeah. I also noticed he's a big, big avid tennis player. So I have to kind of give up my crown on that when I saw he's a, he's a solid tennis player. So definitely. Right. Yeah. My early prediction yeah. was that Gabby ended up alone, not because Gabby Ooh. isn't great, but I just thought yeah. that it was going to be Nate. And then she was going to be like, I can't be a mom. Really? Kind of like what we saw, but then yeah. it happened mm. earlier than I planned. So now I'm like, I would say Ger- Eric over anyone else, but I don't know if they're going to mm-hmm. be engaged. Cause I don't know if Eric seems quite ready for that, but we also haven't seen that much. We've seen more of like his silly Side. Like yeah. he hasn't really been like super vulnerable or opened up too much. Like he mm-hmm. kind of, everyone was criticizing him for not like comforting her enough, which like, yeah. who knows what we exactly. saw again. Yeah. She seemed very comfortable with him, which you pointed mm-hmm. out. Um, but if I had to pick, I'd say Eric too. I don't, Johnny again. I just, I don't know how he got here, but happy for him. <laughs> I don't know how he got here, but he's here. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, good for him. Johnny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, even who's the guy that she limits Spencer. Like, oh, I, right, Spencer. yeah, he, I mean, Spencer or Johnny, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah, Johnny, Johnny's got you at least had the one-on-one and I I'm think growing to like Johnny a lot. Yeah, I knew, yeah. I knew nothing about Spencer at all. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Dang. Yeah. Um, what about Rachel? Um, do we still think Rachel's a red flag, Ivan? Tell me about no, that. Comment. No. Oh, so, so on, so on our last uh, episode of the, of our, the vibe podcast, um, we go deep into the whole red flag discussion with um, a licensed therapist, um, the back to love doc on Instagram. And we talk about it. We define a, what a red flag is. Mm-hmm. Um, we go, we go deep into it. So I want everybody to go listen to that. But like the way I, I view a red flag and that's what I think was triggering for a lot of people is I think there's different levels of red flags. Like it's a new term. I think people, um, most people and, and younger people, would say like they see it on social media on TikTok where it's like a funny joke, like somebody has a weird quirk to them and that's a red flag, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's Then there's like more serious red flags, you know, like physical abuse or drug abuse and all that stuff, right? So there's levels mm-hmm. of red flags. So it's like a red flag more so to me is just like a warning sign or thing that needs to be addressed, which is what I thought Tino did. Like Tino was like, hey, before I move on from this, I need to discuss my feelings over the situation because I don't feel right with it. So that's kind of, it's red flag, just like a, a quick little stop 
doesn't have to be too serious. What I've learned is I'm never going to use that term again. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, Rachel's not a red flag. She's wonderful. She's learning a lot. That's a tough situation. Um, she's still pretty young too, but, uh, um, yeah, but yeah, even, even her though, like if she had to look back and say like, man, I should have went on that date to spend more time with those guys. If that was her actual decision, then, um, I think she would even say like, yeah, I should have done that. You know, I let things kind of get to me or, and whatnot. So, um, Yes. Rachel's not a red flag. She's a great girl. And, and she uh, was, yeah, I mean, it's an emotional mm -hmm. show. It brings out feelings and people they're probably not even used to. Maybe she just like, really, there's probably other things happening, but I agree. I think that missing out on that time with those guys is, you know, tough to do on this show because it's such a yeah. limited amount of time. And the guy she had left always, I feel like Rachel's guys, this four, your Ivan, Tino, Zach and Tyler have been pretty all in on her from the beginning. And Gabby maybe had more guys that were like, picking her but i don't know if any of them were like where these guys were as quickly as they were even yeah. tino zach and tyler i feel like they all were like pretty into her from the beginning so it yeah. sucks that they lost time and i do think it was interesting that tino took time to be like you know what the hell i wanted to see you and now we saw in this episode tino you know not handling the group dates maybe mm -hmm. as well as some other guys and is that simply just because he really likes her and doesn't know how to handle this show which is fair um, what do you think of Tino kind of losing it a little bit with his red wine and the producer at the end? <laughs> Not losing <laughs> was, it, I, but you know. Yeah, I was I was talking to Ivan about this also in our recap, and I was like, I don't know if I like the progression of the development of character that Tino has come to be. Like, I was always rooting for Tino since day one because something about him, I was, you know, what I like his whatever that intangible is that I can you know feel from the screen. I like that the more and more that I see from Tino, I'm like kind of questioning that still rooting for him. Cause I still have to, you know, hold my name, the bargain up, but at the same time, I'm like, there's some, something about Tino that I'm not really feeling right now. Maybe it's that, but then I, I haven't told me, I think when you get down to that, to those situations and you're so far along on the show and you're really, really invested and you really believe that you're going to be engaged and you can see you bringing back this person to your, to your family and your confidence is through the roof. Every small thing is going to get almost under your skin because you feel like that was another opportunity that you guys could have distanced your relationship between anybody else's relationship that you might have that person. So I can understand it from that because he's very far along as well as the other guys, but I think it's just because he believes he's that much further along. That's what makes him yeah, kind of come out the way he is. Yeah. That's the main point for me too. It's just like from mm -hmm. my perspective, Tino's on a different level with uh, his relationship with Rachel yeah. on a complete different level. I don't think the other guys have the same mindset of him. He, he says like, I see her as my person at this point, pretty much. So that's again, another weird situation where you see this person as your person, but then you have to share her, um, mm -hmm. and give her time to, you know, figure things out in these other relationships. And you kind of, you know, see that develop in, you know, awkward talks and like fantasy suites and, and hometowns and all that stuff like that. But, um, yeah, he's just in a different place. Like, I don't even think it's close on that side at all. Um, as far as who Rachel likes the most and who's most invest invested in Rachel. So like for him to have some, you know, some of those thoughts about, you know, questioning, like, wait, where are we? Um, mm -hmm. and never being on the show before and not realizing like a group date rose is not that big of a deal. Honestly, can't be Tino, group date rose greedy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Tino, you're already locked in, man. Just let some like Tyler. Yeah. I don't even know if Tyler had a one-on-one. Just has he even had a one-on-one and you know, just let it, just let it happen. I don't but, know. But, I don't think so. Yeah. So <laughs> you got to go through the process yeah. of the show, but I do understand. And it's, it's how you handle it. And it's, he didn't, you know, lose his cool too much, but he clearly was frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. But it's also post show. Like if well, if if they're together, I agree. I'm totally with you guys. I think it's got to be Tino. Those two are definitely she picks him. I think for sure. So if that's the case, they're watching this all back. 
I think a huge part, and I've never been on the show, obviously, but from it just covering it for all these years and meeting these couples, you got to let it go. The second you walk off that final rose stage and you can't be still mm-hmm. worried about why she gave Tyler that group date rose, what happened in the fantasy suite. I mean, Caitlin Bristow, when her and Sean Booth broke up was very candid that he like held over her sleeping with Nick Isle for like years. And it's like, you can't still be worried about what happened on the show. So as long as Tino isn't like mad at her now that Tyler got that group date rose, I think it's okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. That fully makes sense. And that's a situation I would, I'm kind of glad I never got to experience because watching <laughs> it back and, and like, you, like we said earlier, you kind of make friends with these guys, make enemies with these guys too. And if she's like, and you get to see all these, you know, private conversations and, yeah, you know, her meeting the family and whatever else. And, that is not something I would really want to see uh, advice to Tino or I want to, I want to know what Tino is actually doing to handle that. Like, is he even watching the show or like, is Rachel being like, Hey, probably don't watch this portion. <laughs> like, I we'll mean, the fantasy suites is rest. usually the real test for what yeah. they have to watch back. And then they got to go to interviews with people like me and are like, what did you think when you watched that moment? But it is, it is that, that's why the show yeah. is like a real test. Like it's all what happens after then. Like you think this is hard, like watching it um is a whole another battle but do we think that tino is a baby back bitch as ethan so <laughs> lovely called him i don't think so but it was interesting to see the guys kind of express frustration with him too because i i read that as them being like he should know he's got this in the bag it's annoying that he's like mad at us even though he was like congrats to tyler and like pretended to be yeah happy yeah like no, I fully agree. I think Avon and Ethan, uh, they just like they were just talking at the bar. They were like, dude, Tino, you won the day. They kind of yeah. know he's in first place if there were places and whatnot. So that was them just being like, dude, like relax, chill out. Like you're you're good. And Ethan is Ethan's killing me. He's a funny guy. I could tell he's probably one of the guys who made a lot of the guys laugh in the group. So I'm sure they all love Ethan and they're probably good now. Yeah, 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 he's a funny guy. He didn't get enough screen time. He was one of the other ones like, who's this? But then this episode, it was like, oh, I kind of like him. And then it's like, oh, and he's gone. <laughs> that's that's how it works that is how, that's how it works, works. um exactly. what do you guys think of zach he did have the one-on-one also that was the second one-on-one with rachel they were yeah. in the tulips it felt a little sacrilegious to me to drag that hot tubs into the tulips during their you know <laughs> three-week time in bloom or whatever it was but that's what this yeah. show does um he was open about um losing weight and his like body image and mm-hmm. he's falling in love apparently what do you think of zach Overall, I like Zach. I don't know if I love him for Rachel yet. Yet. I mean, they had two one-on-one, so he's had a ton of chances to, to kind of grow on me. But I'm like, there's something else there that I'm missing from Zach. I don't know what it is. Maybe, maybe it's my thought knowing that, say, like Tino is so far ahead, but I don't know. But there's something about Zach that I'm like not fully feeling yet. No, it's not sure. But the date was cool though. I like the date. It was very beautiful, but yeah. it did say like, this is the time of the year where two weeks. Yeah. Something like a blowing. two weeks where the flowers are like this. And it's like, how did the, how did ABC sneak into that two weeks? I'm like, if I was telling Ivis also yesterday, I'm like, if I'm a local, a tourist, I'm there to see these tulips and you're going to close it off for a whole day. And you got 14 days to even have this, this thing accessible to the public. I am upset. I'm like, yeah. all right, all right, ABC. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I, I want to be able to enjoy these tulips too. Um, but overall, I like Zach. Not in love with the idea of him and Rachel yet, yet. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, th- I think overall, Zach is just a solid guy. That's like the main thing I just keep getting from him. Um, and what's surprising to me is I think he's only like 25, but like, mm. um, I mean, he's just like a grown man. I feel like he seems very mature. Like, um, and I think he's just gonna. He's one of those guys who's gonna be in a relationship 
uh, pretty soon. I, I honestly don't think he ends up with Rachel just because, I, like I said, Tino's just Tino. way out in front to me. But he's one of those guys I could see like engaged a year from now or something like that. Um, like going to be married soon and just like ready to start a family and just solid yeah. all around. Like no complaints about him at all. Um, yeah, I've seen so, that. Yeah. Also, based on the promo, and I saw people talking about this on Twitter, his uncle is Patrick Warburton, who is apparently a big voice actor. He's been on Family Guy. He was in Emperor's New Groove. Um, oh, so that's yeah. exciting for all of us to get to watch him. I week. was not aware. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I saw that yeah. preview. I was like, that guy looks really familiar because yeah. I have seen him before. So, that mm-hmm. was, yeah, that's very cool. You know, that's, a, that's awesome. And, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Look into that. Um, well, a few questions before I let you guys go. One, um, gotcha. Ivan, because you have been on hometown dates before, yep. even though for you, it was you, they came to you versus you bringing um, Tasha home. How much does that really change like the state of mind when you're on that show? Is it like, this feels really real because now my real people are meeting this person? Is it like, do you kind of get scared? And you're like, I don't know if I want my family to like kind of get into this circus. I never thought I'd be here. Yeah. Um, what is the, like, what's the state of mind for a contestant in this point of view of the, of the journey? Yeah. Yeah. For, for myself, um, and it varies across the board, but for myself, I remember on my first one-on-one with Tasha, I told her I'm ready for her to meet my family. Like they're, they're going to love her. I knew hometowns was a thing in the future. And that's because like, I have a very good connection with my family. I talk to them almost every day and, uh, my family and parents did a great job, you know, raising me and stuff. So like, they trust my decision-making. I knew they were just going to go in there and, um, I was just, uh, they were just going to go in there, you know, and support me. And I was just excited that like, you know, I was finding something real, falling in love and that they got to see this. Cause I, do, I don't really share this with them. And then also just experience this crazy wild experience of being, you know, know, um, at La Quinta during COVID and stuff. So I was just super excited to see them. And then when they all met, it was just, you know, that just reaffirmed everything for me. My, they were nothing but supportive. Uh, I know my parents and Tasha had great conversations, but like in other situations where like a Brendan, for example, on my season, um, it was kind of a different thing where I feel like his brother kind of brought him back down to earth. And that's why he led to himself eliminating, um, your family knows you best. I feel like, um, so they can, you know, reinforce things or, you know, make you kind of question things as well. So it all depends on your family dynamic and, uh, and, and things like that. So with seven hometowns next week, it's going to be an interesting, uh, mix of, you know, families not really buying into any of this. Cause you see that all the time too. Yeah. And then some people just being supportive. We love our son. I'll, I'll, you know, go for it. Um, So it's always good to see that, you know, dichotomy and mix of things. Yeah. Never blame the parents, but it's always interesting to see. Cause I'm like, if that was me, I feel like my parents would be like, we don't want it. I'd be one of the ones who had like friends who had to come because my parents would be like, we're not going on this freaking show. (laughs) Um, But I love, I love seeing the parents and seeing and fingers crossed the Tino's parents like Rachel, because I don't know what's going to happen if they don't. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting. That's the only yeah. one that matters, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> the only one that matters. Oh, no. We're just yeah, we're just going through the motions. Unless we're all really falling for the edit, it wouldn't be the first time that I was uh, right. by this show. But I really feel strongly about this one. You are correct. You are correct. <laughs> um, these promos that they've been airing every week. Did your last boyfriend live in his parents' basement? We can do better. Your last boyfriend was your cousin. Um, really weird that these voiceovers for you guys who've been on the show, would that be a sell to sign up with these weird Jesse Palmer ads that they're I airing? think it's funny. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm on the side that the show is trying to take a more lighthearted and funny approach to their casting. Cause usually like it's something serious. It was, I guess in the past, like, um, do you, 
know somebody who's looking for love yeah. and, you know, have them apply or just, you know, nominate them. Now it's like, if you think your, your, your girl's boyfriend's trash, dump that man. I was like, oh, okay. That's kind of aggressive. Um, but I do like it. I do like it. It's a fun twist it's, and it yeah. makes it more lighthearted. It makes it more kind of for what it is in today's, you know, society. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I think it's great marketing. It's something to look forward to and laugh at, I think. Um, And like he's, you know, pushing at buttons that could be triggering some people to be, you know, get them to apply. So they're like, oh, F it. Let's go ahead and do this. This scenario Uh happened to me. Let's just go ahead and apply. So uh, I think it's hilarious and, and great job on there. And whoever thought of that, I like it. I agree with yeah. you, except for when they're like, is he two-timing you or is he whatever? Yeah, and then I'm like, well, then you're going to call them out on the show if they do come on. Yeah. Or, you know, like then the it's person like, is going to come this, forward. Is this coming from like a certain space? Like yeah. you guys are not talking about the general public anymore. You're very, very specific. Right. They get Or like when they make the joke about the van, I'm like, is this just like a diss at Dean Unglert? I don't know. Um, but it is funny. Um, and then speaking of that, they are, I heard rumors, this is not confirmed, but I heard rumors that for Paradise this season, they switched it up a little bit. And maybe pulled a little bit of a Love Island moment and kind of separated the men and the women for when new people came down to maybe test it a little bit more versus you guys like watching the dates. I don't Mm. know if that's exactly what happened. This is all speculation and like stuff I've heard, um, not confirmed. But how do you think that would go? I think it'd be great TV. But do you think how what do you think that kind of some sort of separation, like a test for the couples before they you guys get to watch everything on Paradise normally? Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, from for not being on this season. I love it. Like, I love it. Let's go test everybody out. Cause then that's how controversy happens. So it's kind of, you know, it makes for great TV. Um, and of course, uh, makes for the scenario where somebody's going to leave somebody, um, which is always tough and good TV, honestly, though. Um, so, and it's a, it's a new wrinkle. I always think like, as you, as the show progresses and goes along with the times, like you got to adapt and figure out ways to, you know, spice things up, which is what they're doing. You know, the two bachelorettes, the, um, you know, potentially splitting up the, the groups and testing them. So uh, I, I'm all for that kind of stuff. Like it's it's it makes it great. I will say I do I will miss the fact all, they had all those celebrity guest hosts mm-hmm. like last year. That was such a fun thing for uh, mm-hmm. myself and like meeting all those guys. Uh, no shame to Jesse Palmer. He seems great, but it was just it was just <laughs> it was just such a you know a mix up and variety every week. So it was, that was yes, a fun having Lil John like, there. Yes, when I <laughs> taking shots with, yeah, yes taking shots with Lil John at five a.m. with a champagne shot. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I'll never forget that moment in life. Why did that air? That sounds like <laughs> yeah, right. a great I, I think a piece of it did he because he was like spraying it all over it was was pretty wild it was a good time (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. oh my god well it is true also because on this show on paradise it doesn't really make sense because you get criticized for dating other people but that's the point so it's like kind of a flawed format to begin with um so i think Mm -hmm. mixing it up could only make for better tv which is you know my my perspective of what i really care about you know exactly And, and, and the one other thing i will say is like actually separating couples is good to me, because when you're on the beach and everybody's like in the same areas, the person you're talking to is going to be the main person you're like hanging out with. Right. Um, it's hard to like get a moment to separate from them without getting side-eyed and worrying about what other stuff is going on. Like, it's hard to just go talk to somebody else and be like, Hey, I'm interested in you. Let's go talk on this day bed. So this, if you do have like any inkling of wanting to switch, you know, to another person or, you know, try other something else out, it provides a much better opportunity just because being there, it's like, you can't really, the beach is like not that big and you can mm-hmm. see everything going on. So uh, I, I really hope that happens and that'll be a cool twist. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. All right. Well, tell everyone, tell the Us Week listeners where they can listen to the vibe, follow the vibe and all that stuff. When your episodes come out, what you guys are going to be covering post-bachelorette, give me everything. Got you. 
Want me to hand that, Ivan? You're good. You got it. <laughs> All right. I'll make sure we're good here. So overall, the vibe pod. So you can always find us on Instagram. So that's at the vibe pod. And we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're going to be putting more and more of our clips and maybe even the full video on YouTube, but not up there just yet. Because we're still trying to decide how we're trying to go about that particular part. We want to make sure it's executed flawlessly, which it will be. But for now, we have Instagram, we have um, Spotify, we have Apple, we have Google. And so we put a bunch of reels up every week, every time we have a new episode, which is every Tuesday, by the way. So every Tuesday, you have your new episode on these platforms and we put out reels the entire week uh, from different uh, snippets from the episode that has happened. Um, other than that, you can always I, follow us individually as well. Yeah. And, yeah. And then I'd also just like to say that, yeah, we're, we're trying to, you know, make sure we find our own little niche here and learn as we grow. But it's one thing we're definitely open to is having like open conversations with people who disagree with us, agree with us. Mm-hmm. Um, we want fans on there. We want contestants on there, leads, whoever, um, you know, we're just trying to have conversations and, um, the more you engage with us, the more, you know, likely you could, uh, um, as a fan, get on the show and, you know, have a conversation. If you disagree with us, agree with us, all that kind of stuff. So we're making it something, we're trying to make it something a little different and, and spice things up. We're not afraid to back down from, you know, anybody um, mm-hmm. who disagrees with us. So uh, excited to keep covering things and super excited for paradise. And so, like I said, we were in the last season. So it's, it's been fun and uh, a, a, a good journey. We'll yeah. say that and then so also, I think some, something that's kind of cool about our podcast too, is when we have the time, we try to actually like me and Ivan travel to the place that the, oh, that yeah. we're trying to have interviews. So we traveled to see Noah. We got an interview from him, interview from Tammy, interview from Deandra, so on and so forth. So we actually went to LA and did these things. So we're going to try to keep doing more of that because there's something different when you have a room full of people actually sharing the same energy rather than it being virtual. And so we're trying I to connect that. more with that, with our point of views and just to create like, you know, an all around vibe. So that's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Ivan, you stirred the pot a little bit with Deandra with that joke about Nate. <laughs> oh. oh, I definitely did. Like, I mean, she set it up so perfectly. I was just like, oh, uh, why are you setting me up like this? And I know Deandra. I know Deandra. So it's Ooh. like, I, like I can't not take this opportunity. But yeah, no, that take went crazy. Bait. And I, yeah, I know it's <laughs> uh, that's a touchy subject for a lot of people. And you know, Michelle's got some you know, super fans on her team, I'd say. So like they are, they are going after Deandra heavy right now or back then, I guess. And that was not, that was not pretty. I know she was struggling with that. So uh, that sucked for her, but it I mean, we try to make light of some stuff. So I thought it was a funny thing. So yeah. I mean, people were talking about it anyway. And I assume, I assume they're not dating if we haven't seen anything else. If they are, we'll find out in due time. But that was, Mm -hmm. that was a funny one. I did see that clip. I'll give you that. (laughs) (laughs) We have some some funny ones out there. We have some funny ones out there. Uh, Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. Everyone can go listen to the vibe and you guys got to come back for a paradise episode. um, Because I want to, we got to, this was fun. No, definitely, (laughs) sir. Thanks again for having us. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. Bye.